2: Hi everyone, welcome to The Road to Know Her. This is a new podcast aimed to educate, inform and empower women to take control of our health. I'm Alex. And I'm Emmy, And we're trying to fill in the gaps of
3: knowledge when it comes to our bodies and well-being. So let's jump in. Hello.
2: Hello. So this is our last episode. I know, I can't believe we've already done 10. It's mad. I know, it's gone so fast. Yeah, it has actually, really, really fast. And... I don't even know where to start because I feel like I've learned so much and it sounds really dramatic, but I genuinely have like changed my lifestyle and the way I go about things quite a lot since doing this podcast.
3: Yeah, totally. And I think for me... I'm just coming at my life with a bit more understanding I think one of the things that you and I've talked about before about wellness and self-help podcasts is you don't want to ever feel guilty for not implementing practices and being armed with so much information every week that you then feel guilty that you're not implementing it whereas I kind of feel like from the conversations we've had I've managed to take parts that suit me leave other parts and also just understand more and yeah just approach my whole life with more understanding whether that's what i'm eating or whether it's my cycle or how my boobs are feeling that week i just understand it all a little bit better so i feel more relieved than i do guilty
2: yeah and i feel like it's less scary now like i'll check my boobs once a month now and i'm not having that anxiety of being like god i don't know what i'm looking for or having anxiety around my period when actually just have a few more hormones than normal and that's fine and it makes you feel a lot more normal in a way and that takes away that pressure
3: cheers to that cheers by the way Emmy and I are drinking wine
2: because <laughs> it's all about
3: balance. Mm. So it's a Thursday evening, and we just thought we'd have a little wine. It's while we a Wednesday? I don't want. Is talk it? That oh long. no! Honestly, it's because I came into the office on a Monday that now I feel like it's the end of the week, and I it's know. absolutely not. That's
2: disappointing. It is really disappointing, and this week has gone really slowly. It's gone so slow, and it's been really stressful, <laughs> really busy. Oh God, yeah, we'll all be fine. We'll yeah, all be fine, exactly. And we're coming into winter. And I'm in
3: my personal winter at the moment. Are you?
2: I'm in my personal winter, I have to say. Are you? Um,
3: How are you feeling on it? So I'm feeling really good now. I feel like the worst days are like the first three days. I'm now on day five. And I feel like this is when I'm starting to come out of my shell a little bit. I feel quite optimistic. I'm, ex- I'm genuinely excited for plans I've got. Whereas, like sometimes, if I've got plans coming up, I'll be like, "Oh, how am I going to do them all?" And I feel quite overwhelmed by them. Whereas at this point in my cycle, I'm so excited to literally what Claire said: like get out of yeah. the world, love that. and enjoy them all. I'm so excited. also that's
2: great that you're in your winter, looking forward to the spring. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait. Yeah. I've just come out of my summer. Into my autumn. And my summer, I was like, I had a wild weekend at the weekend, lots of (laughs) parties. That's why my voice slightly sounds awful. So now I'm kind of ready for hibernation.
3: (laughs) Bring it on.
2: Bring it on. I'm like, I can't wait. I keep seeing all these things come up on Netflix and all these TV shows. I'm like, I can't wait for winter.
3: Yes. And how do you you feel in your autumn?
2: Normally, this is my like really bad time. I feel really anxious and I used to get really bad PMS. So I always get quite nervous, especially now I'm tracking it. I was feeling so good. I was like, I'm coming up to my summer. And I probably organized too much. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I was like, (laughs) pack it in.
2: (laughs) But now I'm like coming down. And I think I feel less anxious than I did before because I'm like, it's fine. I'm coming into my winter. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Do you ever feel like tracking your cycle and knowing you might about to be you might be anxious soon might make you more anxious? Because that is the one thing that I'm worried about with cycle tracking is almost like, yes, becoming more in tune with your body is great because you can plan and space around it. But I'm a little like, I was thinking I've got a social occasion on the first day of my period and now being aware of that.
2: I'm a little bit more worried about it. A hundred percent. And I think because I used to get bad PMS, I'm like worried that's going to all come up again and be like, oh God, now I'm really anxious that I'm coming into my winter and there's more pressure. And we've got, our work is very social and I can't turn around and be like, I'm not going to that lunch. I'm not doing that. Mm. But I guess it's, oh, it's really hard, isn't it? It's such a balancing act. And I guess... I have had days where I haven't tracked it as much because it's made because I've been a bit anxious. And then days where I'm tracking it. But probably my app thinks that I'm great half the time and then like <laughs> I just disappear for the other half because I'm like, oh God, I'm a bit anxious. I'm not even gonna in. look at it. Yeah,
3: that's so true. I yeah, I think it's really interesting because this is probably one for the anxious girlies, which people resonate with. But I think what we have to remember. It's And this is just anxiety as a whole, which we hope to do a new episode on in the next series, is that, yes, you might be anxious, but instead of being really scared about being anxious, trying to accept that and just knowing, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, lean into it, know that you might feel a little bit different and that's okay, that you don't have to actually show up at work and be 110% every single day with the socializing. There are some days where you can go to your desk and just work a little bit and be a little bit quieter and maybe if you're at the pub, speak to one person rather than like... Yeah. 15 so i think that's i still think there's what well, I 100 percent think there's massive value in cycle tracking but i do feel that anxiety as well so then i think it's sort of joining the dots within myself mm. and trying to calm that rather than and accepting
2: it rather yeah. than fighting it and i think that's such a good point about i think we've released an episode on being comfortable with anxiety because also it is your body is animalistic as we've found out so much through this season And actually that anxiety is there in a way to protect you. And I think it's always, we we label this thing as this awful thing that takes over your whole body. But actually, sometimes I think anxiety can be really positive. And if you can reframe that and say, okay, during this time I am a bit anxious and that means I might step back, have a few evenings on my own. Or the anxiety might drive you to be with friends who you're really close with, who you can be completely yourself with And say look I'm, I'm not that comfortable Can we just go for a glass of wine and Talk about it And actually that drives It fosters really lovely friendships yes. And actually I think anxiety We do Yeah we, we need to turn that Into a positive, positive thing as well And yeah. it's sometimes I know As someone with anxiety I feel like Everyone says like Oh it's people pleasing It's this, this, this It's like Maybe you're just a sensitive person And you care about other people Oh <laughs>
3: I couldn't I honestly could not agree more with you. Um also we do the same thing where we say that we have something we have to say it in a funny voice. I know.
1: I got anxiety. <laughs> someone was anxiety with anxiety. <laughs> I'm
3: like, I can't
2: say it normally. <laughs>
3: so also for the record emmy and i like we we knew each other quite well before this but i feel like we've learned so much about each other during this podcast process 100 percent. and in so many ways we are so similar it's, <laughs> it's, <quite weird>. a- <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> worrying we have all the same healthcare issue or health issues yeah. we oh it got to the point where emmy was t- telling me the other day i hope you don't mind me saying no, this it's about it's her it's therapy session and it honestly made me cry with laughter because it was so similar to what I've experienced. Can you please
2: mention what yeah. you're talking about? So my therapy sessions at the moment are all about, she's trying to make <laughs> me live in the moment. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so let's make a six step plan to living in the moment. And what are these targets that I need to hit to be able to get to the really chilled out version of me? <laughs> <laughs> and literally Alex is out there being like, me too. Where's my to-do list to be chilled out and relaxed?
3: <laughs> oh, we're mad. Oh my God. It's not okay. Glass
1: of
2: I'd
3: love another glass of wine. I'm getting <laughs> through this wine.
1: <smiling>.
2: I know. <laughs> okay, the one thing I really want to talk about is skincare after that episode have yes. you got rid of everything or are you still using everything so
3: i have not been using anything for about six months so pre this uh, yeah. episode oh, yeah. because of my perioral dermatitis so i it's really tricky because i am so sure that my perioral dermatitis was caused by skincare products i stopped using them and it works and i don't really have it anymore definitely not in the same way that i did before and then we had this episode with dr natalia and yet I still really want to use them and I am so heartbroken that I can't and actually what I did recently because I just had all this lovely skincare in my cupboard that's been looking at me for months and months and months thought fuck it I'm never going to use it I can't use it so I packaged it up and sent it to my friend who was really busy and I was like just you use this because I can't see it and you're going to appreciate it more oh than my me. god
2: you are the best friend in the whole world imagine if you just got a package of really nice skincare products
3: I, I, I wish I could oh.
2: And it was a really sad moment, but I did have to part with
3: it. And I have to say, that episode has been a really hard pill for me to swallow me because too. I love skincare.
2: <laughs> like, me too. Me too. Me <laughs>
3: I've really been stressing about it. I was like scratching at the table right now. <laughs> give
4: me me my, too. Give
2: me my rationale.
3: <laughs> but I feel like it's. I think the reason like why it's hard to believe is because we've been fed lie for
2: our entire lives, and that's been really difficult. I genuinely feel like I've been brainwashed. I feel yeah. really guilty not doing a 10 step yeah. skin routine which is fucking mental I feel like, <laughs> like my skin's going to waste I'm yeah. like
3: it's, de- it's degenerating every day that I don't do skincare so what do you use now have you given up on everything
2: yeah I've honestly gone for like really cheap stuff I keep using I'm still using like oils because my skin needs that because it's yeah. so dry literally absorbs everything mm. but I've honestly been going to TK Maxx getting the cheaper stuff Great. Putting that on. And I just put like a few layers and then just put sun cream over the top. Fab. So do you use a serum still or what do you do? Yeah, I've been using um, hieroclonic. I <laughs> feel like that's what I said. <laughs> so be using that, whatever that word is. Yeah. And then a bit of vitamin C.
3: Yeah. Which I think is, I think, but what I do believe from her is that all the products are the same. They, Whether oh, it's expensive same. Or cheap. Like I to- I 100% believe that.
2: That's my main takeaway is I've just been getting cheap products now. And yeah. I genuinely went into Boots the other day and looked at, turned them all around, looked at all the ingredients. And I was like, these are exactly really? the same. Oh. Like genuinely the cheapest one, which was like £4. And then I checked the like £85 one. And I was like, they're exactly the same. This is mad. Oh my God. And it was just in a really nice package, just as she said. God. And it honestly made me feel so much better. So I was like, that's honestly, nice, I, th- I think I've saved so much money. Okay, my next question is training. You weren't really that into fitness, not into exercising. How has it changed?
3: Oh, that's putting it lightly. I mean, not really into fitness. (laughs) I did a gentle yoga about once or twice a week and that was it. And I have to say that's probably had the, that in the gut health has probably had the biggest like single tangible impact on my life because I think it was a real wake up call for me that I I think like we spoke about in the episode, I've always associated fitness with getting smaller or getting fitter or looking better. And I think that was a real wake up call, which I've kind of had in the back of my head anyway for a year or so because of my hypermobility of I need to get fit so I feel good for longer because I have joint takes, all of this, and I just need to sort out. So since then, I have started Reforma Pilates and I do it two to three times a week. And I have to say, like, I hate exercise, generally speaking, I've never enjoyed it, but I really like this. This is right up my street. It's slow, controlled movements. It's really working on my muscles. I really love it. And also, I think the biggest testimony I've had is so I was in a class last Wednesday and I would say that there was a maybe 40-year-old, 50-year-old, and I think honestly about a 70, 75-year-old. She was an experienced lady. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> And after the session, we were all getting our shoes on and one of the ladies complimented the older lady and said like, wow, like you're really flexible, you're really fit and all of that. And the 75-year-old-ish lady said, she wasn't before she started Pilates about five years ago and she was very hunched over and now her posture is amazing. She feels great. And then about the six-year-old said, "Um, yeah, I used to have so many aches and pains and I've forgotten what it feels like to feel achy all the time. And I was like, do you mean from Pilates? She was like, purely from Pilates. I cannot remember what it's like to be in the pain that I was in. And I was like, shit, this is so important.
2: It actually is because I used to have back pain all the time and i'd be like i can't do too much exercise because i've always got a bad back and then the more i did exercise the less back pain i got and it genuinely stops you having pain because you're using muscles and you're fun actually like functionally using muscles and that's what your body's made for yeah and it's like if you stop using our muscles and we're sat at a desk all day you're gonna get these aches and pains
3: One thing that I'd like to try, because you do this quite a bit, is like team sports. Yes. You love team sports, right?
2: I know. And actually, that's one thing. So I used to do it quite a lot in Australia. And then after our conversation with Emma, we had a a girl from work came in and said they're starting a work netball team. And so I joined. And I played the other day. And it releases this completely different side of you and I think women we're told to be smaller we're told to be polite we're told to be take up less space and then suddenly you're on a court where you can be big you can be aggressive and you can release those sort of male traits that we're taught to sort of push aside and I came off that pitch after quite a stressful day at work and it felt so good honestly my endorphins were so high I'd just suddenly been like running around, not even thinking about everything, everything in my life that was like going on in the background, just completely shut off. And all I was thinking was, I need to get that ball. And it was such a nice feeling.
3: That's incredible. I think that is such a, I've never even thought about that, about expressing traditionally male traits in team sports. That is such a wonderful thing because they're not male traits. We all have aggression. Exactly. We all have adrenaline. We all have all these things. We have testosterone as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we do have testosterone.
2: We uh, literally Link. did an episode yeah. on this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> as soon as I said that, I second guessed myself. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> but you're right. We've got like all these things, but we're not told to use them. Like, yeah. imagine if you came into the office and were really aggressive and we're like, what the hell's happened to Alex? Yeah, but exactly. You get on like a football pitch, you get on a netball pitch and you can be aggressive because that's what you need to do to win you have to like release these parts of you which which like actually it's it's almost like do you know when people go and smash stuff up at those parks
3: at rage rooms rage rooms
2: I quite want to do that yeah it's like just completely releases it yeah and yeah you have that on a on a pitch and I think it was so that's what made me really sad about Emma saying that what was it 64% of women of girls stop playing sport. Yeah, by the time by puberty hits like by that's the age
3: of so twelve. Young.
2: Yeah, it's crazy isn't And it? like think of all those emotions you go through through puberty. Like all the confusion, you've got all these hormones pumping through you. And actually sports a really lovely way of releasing those. God, you are so right. I feel like something just
3: clicked with me, where you have a lot of teenage boys who love football. And really love those sports and come back basically a different person once they've been yeah. playing football and they've got that outlet and, and women don't or girls don't. I think what we do is we internalize it hugely because I had so much aggression when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I was pissed off at my family, pissed off at the way the world was yeah. and nowhere to put that aggression. No
2: release. And like, it's this weird thing. Do you know sometimes when you just scream and it releases everything? Yeah. That's actually what I feel like when I go and play sport.
3: That's amazing. It's such
2: a nice feeling. And also, I think that's the problem with boys. They play it on a really social level. So they would literally get a ball after school and go kick it about. Mm. They don't need a ref. They don't need a pitch. They don't need anything whereas like girls you'd never see a group of girls be like hey should we go get a netball and pass it around that's <laughs> such a good point that, oh my gosh that's such a good point but why don't we yeah
3: why don't we just have a kickabout in the park yeah yeah
2: and like I always grew up with my brothers playing touch rugby all the time like every yeah. weekend we would go and play and I remember I got to a stage where I was like no this isn't like what I do because yeah. I'm a girl and my brother's being like no You are literally going out there right now. And it was so nice to be pushed. And actually, because it was a male environment, I was forced to do it. And it was so nice running around and just being stupid. And in a weird way, I think sport allows you to be quite creative. You're like moving your body in different ways. You're like trying different paths. You're trying different things. And also you're failing. And like that idea of failing, like losing a game, losing doing a wrong pass, whatever it may be, is quite good for your mentality at that age. Whereas I don't think you really allow that. Like women especially, we hold ourselves to such a high degree and we're not allowed to fail. That like You can't fail your exams. You can't fail your friendships. But then sport is like quite a nice relief for that.
3: God, there are so many important lessons here.
2: I know. This, this is why is, I'm obsessed this with sport. Is, <laughs> honestly,
3: this is blowing my mind even more because I think you're so right about the girls not just walking outside and playing some sort of sports or passing a ball around without a ref and without a formal environment. And I have to say that, so um, as, I, as I've spoken about, I'm going to say in a funny voice, I'm with a woman. <laughs> 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 I'm in a same-sex relationship. And one of the things that I value so much about being with a, in a same-sex relationship is the breakdown of all like traditional roles and, yes. and values and traits and all of that. And so my girlfriend's called Sarah. We've been together five years. And ever since I've met Sarah, she's just continually challenged what I do and what I don't do. And what I recognize is there are a lot of things that I don't do because I don't think I'm good at them or I'm embarrassed about them, all those sorts of things. And one of them is she she loves playing with balls. <laughs> So a lot of the time we in croatia we got obsessed with this game called pat ball where it's literally it's called pitkin in, in croatia but it's like you it's in the sea and it's a tiny little plastic ball and you pat it so when we came back from croatia we got one and we just played in the park every day and i noticed that myself and a lot of people i know uh, women i know are really worried to play because they're like, i'm not very good and i don't really do that but yes. then as soon as people play as soon as women play they're faces light up and we're silly and we're yeah. aggressive and we're all these sorts of things and it just has brought so much joy to my life that I don't think that's not something I would have traditionally done it's not something my friends would have traditionally done but because Sarah's come in and she's got no idea of what it what, what a woman should be and what, what a woman should be in relation to a man because she's always just been like I am who I am she just comes in, brings a ball, and then everyone has a great time.
2: I love that so much. And it's Thank so God great. for Sarah. Thank
3: God for Sarah, honestly. And yeah, it, it has taught me so much to just just try these things. Yeah.
2: And just have fun. You, you don't, don't have, have to, be, to good. be good at it. Yeah,
3: you don't have to be good. And I think playfulness and creativity and moving with your body is so important. And I remember being 15 with my friends making up stupid dance routines.
2: Oh my God, I miss making up dances. I love it. And you'd be like, we look really cool. <laughs> we look really cool. And then you watch the videos back, you're like, oh my God. Oh yeah, she did this with my friend last year. For her birthday, she got us all to a dance class. And she got us all wigs and we put these like really colourful wigs on and then we learnt this whole dance routine. And then anyway, we went out afterwards and we for ages begged the DJ being like, put this song on, put this song on. Anyway, by the time we put it on, we were all so drunk that honestly it was carnage. And like quite a few people's like partners arrived by then and we were like, just you wait. When this song comes on, you're gonna be literally blown away. It came on and it was carnage. Like, all of us are falling over each other. Oh no. Like, no one remembered the routine. We had literally learned it for like four hours straight and not a single one of us remembered it. <laughs> that is so good. But it was so fun. It was the best day. And like, loads of people arrived being like, this is my worst nightmare. Yeah. Like, all dancing in a room to a routine and every single person came working like that. One. Also, our boss is going to come on this episode to talk about his learnings from our period cycle. cycle tracking. <laughs> Are period we cycle drunk? tracking. Are we drunk? I think maybe. <laughs> it's a perfect
3: time for Sam to arrive.
1: <laughs> Welcome, <From> Sam, Sam!
3: <laughs> OK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
3: <is all>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway sam has to go soon and no. <laughs> you might have noticed a male voice on the <laughs> podcast oh, but it's because you listened to our podcast well of course We've yeah one male
1: listener
3: <laughs> yeah. you're our biggest male ally
5: well i'm your manager so that's probably the something to add and it's i feel it's important to support your podcast anyway but i've learned a huge amount from it
2: yeah, And was the one you listened to, the cycle tracking one?
5: So obviously I'm not all the way through yet because not all these episodes, spoiler alert, have been released. But the cycle tracking one was really interesting for me and it made me really appreciate my male privilege in the workplace. And hearing you guys talk about what you have to cope with when I ask you to do things every single day, not thinking about which season you're in. Um... Love <laughs> And you don't tell me that, not because you have to, but because you feel like you can't tell me those things, presumably, because it's not appropriate to, or because you don't feel like that's your place to. But I might ask you to present something in your the worst time of the month where you feel like shit. And that's really dark, because I don't have to worry about that with all my male colleagues mm. and all the male members of my team. So like, I, it's been very fascinating for me. Yeah. And it, feels, it makes me think... I should be asking about you more. And even like in advance, like if I'm doing something next Tuesday, should you, are you okay with that? Is that going to be good for your schedule in every sense? And yeah, you might have a view of that
2: now. We're yeah. going to start coming to the office being like, Sam, we're in our summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> She's going to be talking a lot today. in winter. Get out of here. Yeah, she doesn't coffee. <laughs>
3: I think that's such a good point though because I think most of the time we don't I don't know about you but I we wouldn't say anything because it does make you feel like I guess weaker that you're admitting something mm. but and most of the time I'm quite lucky it doesn't affect me but on like day one that really would affect me because yeah. there are so many times where I'm working from home on day one and I just think thank fuck, I'm working from home because yeah. I'm in pain everywhere and I just want to lay down because I, I, like, I, basically, I always say I want to, like, break my back over something because yes, my I back hurts. I want so, mm. Yeah, really and there's weird, nothing mm. you can do to make that pain any better.
5: Mm. But, like, how many times in the last four-ish years we've been working together yeah. have I asked you to do something that you found exhausting or really just, like, hard work? Yeah. But you've never said that you're in physical pain or discomfort or you've just, like, soldiered on and I've been oblivious and just been like, oh, she's done a good job. And i give not giving you credit for doing it through, like, while you're enduring.
3: Yeah. But then I do, I think that's a society thing as well, yeah. isn't it? Like, a lot of these things can't be on the individual. It's got to be, like, a society thing to change the narrative and change the conversation. Because a lot of the time it's... I think it's worse when you've got things, like, back-to-back when you're on your period and you're just, like, really tired and you just want to go home and curl up. But you've got, like, maybe... It's something's happened where you've got a run of three days in the office back-to-back and you've got some really big meetings. Do
5: you think if we were in, in a parallel universe this was an all-female company that it would be more accepted or is this something that society has put so much pressure on women full stop i think there wouldn't be even that as a safe space
2: i think personally like i feel really uncomfortable still speaking about my period even with women which is wild and i think from such a young age you're taught not to speak about it it's like this untouched word and you just don't even want to go near the subject whereas actually the more people talk about it the more comfortable you get and like i would only speak to very certain friends and be like, oh, gosh, I've got an awful period or got really bad back pains, but not that many friends. So I think it has to come from both sides. It has to come from men being more comfortable talking about it, but also women and not having this awful burden of having the period and actually enjoying it. And I think that's what comes from the cycle episode is I was like, this is actually, it's so natural. We should be enjoying this a bit more and enjoying Mm. the highs and the lows and the lows aren't awful. It's actually a nice time where you can curl up have a hot water bottle and watch a really good film. Mm. It's a bit of a nice excuse for it. yeah.
3: And I think what say is a generational thing as well, especially Mm. older women who have been, because they have never been in a society where you can talk about it. It's like a shut up and carry on kind of Mm. generation. Mm. So it's, yeah.
5: Which I feel like you should be applauded for because you're not just talking about this with friends who you might find uncomfortable with this. You're just telling the world. And I'm very, very (laughs) proud of you guys because you're learning to be podcasters and doing so in the most incredible circumstances where you're talking about something that's so deeply personal so I'm very proud of you. oh thanks, thanks Sam, Sam. I with like,
0: that I
2: that was really nice actually having Sam on that this. was
3: so lovely honestly he is the biggest ally cheerleader wonderful boss yeah. man manager all of it and I said I remember saying to him before the cycle episode came out because he was saying that he was like following it and listening to every episode I was like you really don't need to listen to the cycle one which again is just like my hidden shame or like uh, internal misogyny coming out he was like no this is the one I need to listen to because I don't know anything about it and I work with women and I have women in my life and I don't know anything about it
2: I couldn't believe that and I couldn't believe that he actually that all of his insights that he took away was so interesting yeah And I haven't really thought about men listening to the podcast, but then my brother texts me, being like, oh, so "It's rich, throwing shade on my brother." <laughs> he was like, "I don't think I'm going to listen to the cycle tracking." and I was like, "This is probably the most important one to yeah. listen to because every single woman you know, your wife, your mum, probably not mum, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's gone past that. Yeah, she's very um, past that. Your friends, like everyone <laughs> yeah. is going to want, like everyone's going through this. So why? It's so important. Totally.
3: And I think it's that emotional labour again because if a man was going through something i think the women in their life would educate themselves to the highest degree to understand what is going on for them so but it true. doesn't really happen the other way around mm. so the fact that someone like sam has gone and done that out of their day and out of their way is just really really lovely it
2: melts my heart it melts my heart it makes Somewhere
3: me got- like, not- also <laughs> respect him like not because i don't respect him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me respect him as uh as a boss as a manager and as a person like that i just yeah. think it's really cool
2: yeah and also to sit with us and talk about periods. Like how many managers in the world would sit with two of their female employees and talk about their periods?
3: So Sam shared the lesson that he has learned from this podcast. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from all the episodes? And if you can't do one, I'll give you two.
2: Oh, I think the probably the biggest learning for me is how uneducated I am in women's <laughs> health. <laughs> Like you're being i've learned a lot mm. like a shocking amount and i think that's what i came away from it being like i should have learned this in school i should have learned this through uni i should have learned it before i was 29 this yeah. is kind of mad and they're basic things that as women should be part of your everyday life and everyday knowledge And I think that's, it's shocking, but great that now I feel in a very privileged place that we've been able to sit down with these experts and learn from them. And I feel like if I had a daughter now, I feel quite competent that I could raise her and more competent, probably not that competent, (laughs) but I feel like I'm in a better place to raise a girl now. And teach her about the things that I didn't learn. And yeah. through things like knowing what a vulva is. I didn't know what a Volva was before this season. How mad is that? I can't believe that, me neither. We had so many misconceptions yeah. that we, we've we completely debunked that we had no idea about. I'm so glad. I'm really yeah. glad. Okay, what's your main learning?
3: Um, I would say bringing together a few different episodes, my main learning is being interested in yourself and knowing what your normal is so I think that's a theme that runs through cycle episode, vulvas boobs digestion all of that is just being more looking inwards a little bit more yeah. understanding what your normal is so that you know how to flag when it's not normal and then I think off the back of that as well the episode with Sarah Graham about how to advocate for yourself I now feel really really passionate about women being able to advocate for themselves in a way and not being gaslit into not believing their own pain and I think since that episode I've had a lot of conversations with different women who have got pretty serious problems like autoimmune diseases and Long term chronic issues who aren't being believed. And I just get so heated. I'm like, do you know you can get a second opinion and a third opinion, and you don't have yes. to take no for an answer? And that is really good if you come armed with all this symptom history. And also, there are these resource groups. And I just feel so passionate about the fact that we're not given enough education. I'm I'm angry that we're not given enough education but then I want to make sure that people realise they can get that education from somewhere else.
2: A hundred percent and taking that control into their own hands to be able to Listen to a podcast like this, yeah. where you can learn about it. <laughs> and share it with your friends. And share it with every single person you
3: know. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that's like the broadest learning. But I mean, within that, there's so much. I My nutrition has definitely changed. I yeah. think when it comes to eating, my big thing now is what can I add? So, 100%. Whereas yes, literally my whole w-
2: life, it's been what can I take away?
3: Exactly. And now it's like, what can I add? So I'll have a really typically unhealthy meal i'm like what can i add to give me a bit more nutrition in this meal so i think there's been that and then fitness just trying to make myself a little bit stronger um i I mean the list could go on there's there's just been so much and it's been such a wonderful experience
2: yeah and i think it's also about being really proud to be a woman i think a lot of the things um we're taught to exercise to be smaller rather than exercise to be strong and i always thought women and strength didn't go hand in hand, and they actually do. Women and amazing diets and lots of foods go hand in hand, and all these things where you're taught to restrict yourself and take all these things away. And actually, you want to add them into your life. You want to make life better by being in this more whole person and understanding what it is to be a woman. And that's what's made me really excited. I feel a lot more proud to be a woman and to have cycles and to have my period I it's not not shameful anymore I want to be strong I want to enjoy my period I want to eat lots and I want to be able to understand my boobs
3: (laughs) (laughs) at this level I want to know my tits I want to know my (laughs) tits no I totally agree and I think yeah I think a lot of the things that we have traditionally been taught to hide actually have sort of realize can be a
2: strength
3: 100%
2: well it's been a fucking
3: pleasure it really It is. has been so wonderful to firstly learn about everything that we've learned about but also share this experience with you yeah it has been yeah a real treat I feel very privileged to have these conversations
2: me too and I'm so excited for season two and I really really want people to email us with questions with topics that they want to discuss there are honestly our list I think we've got a list of about a hundred different topics at the moment
3: yeah definitely and what do you hope for season two what would you like to hear
2: do you know what I think we've covered a lot about anxiety (laughs) yes do an episode on anxiety anxiety would be a really good one and I think we've spoken a bit about relationships and like sex therapy I really want to do that as well Yes, I think that would be great.
3: Yeah, to do more relational, yeah, emotional.
2: Emotional stuff. Yeah, I love that. Get away from the body a bit, bit of emotions. Yeah. Come back to the body a bit. Totally. And
3: I can't remember where I read this. Oh, this was in Sarah Graham's Rebel Bodies book. Okay. But she spoke about how the one failing of mental health has been to separate it out from the body. So true. You're, it's all in your brain, which is literally another organ. And there was a clear line in medical history where they were like, we're going to now treat these differently. But they are literally, it's actually the same. I know that it's part of our consciousness and all of that, but that's been a huge failing. So, yes, I'd, I'd love to focus more on the emotional, mental stuff. But that is also just the same as this series. It's our physiology and all like of that. that.
2: And actually, that's a really interesting one with IBS and that gut-mind connection.
3: Yes something about and it can be either IBS or how, how stress. Stress?
2: Stress. I'm stressed stress I'm so stressed I don't know if you know I'm stress I'm <laughs> so stressed
3: you know what? I think this is a perfect way to end the series. <laughs> We're really excited for next season. And thank you to everyone who has listened thus far. And please write into our email address, which is. The Road to Know Her at
2: gmail.com.
3: Or our Instagram. Or our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, slip into our DMs. <laughs> please ask us questions. Let us know your feedback. And it's been really wonderful. I hope you've enjoyed this series. OK, bye. Love you, bye.
2: The Road to Know Her.